In life, stress is unavoidable. But the fact I'm going to tell you about will hopefully make you consider stress in a different way and hopefully you will do everything to reduce it. Hello ladies and gentlemen, I'm back, Anna Yelen, your time expert. Some people say I'm different. Well, who isn't? I'm an entrepreneur, a keynote speaker, a vlogger, a coach and the producer of the Have a Good Day program. Feel free to share my work and to give me some feedback about it. Let's dig into the today's topic, how stress affects us badly. It's not just bad for our health, it makes us bad people. Yes, you heard right, because we behave totally different under stress. Usually, we behave in a bad way. As I said, we all know that we cannot avoid stress. But we have to make a distinction between eustress, which is a positive stress, and distress, which refers to the negative stress. When you are in a eustress, you feel motivated and energized. It feels exciting and you improve your performance. But it's only short term. This can happen when you start a new job, or when you marry, or when you're taking an educational class, or when you are learning a new hobby, just to name a few. Then we have de-stress. De-stress causes anxiety and concerns. It feels very unpleasant, decreases your performance and can lead to mental and physical problems. This can happen when you have conflicts with colleagues, excessive job demands or simply when you fear things or overschedule your calendar. I don't have to tell you that negative stress causes sleep disorders, can lead to depression, elevate your blood pressure, give you an upset stomach and so on. We all know this. I want to tell you about a psychology experiment which was made in 1977. I will read the passage from one of my favorite books, The Time Paradox by Philip Simbardo and John Boyd. Let's join a psychology experiment that was in progress in 1977. Social psychologists John Darley and Dan Batson are investigating how individual Princeton seminary students behave in preparation for giving a speech on the parable of the Good Samaritan. The speech is to be presented in a studio building across campus and is to be evaluated by the seminarians or supervisors. As each student completes his preparation, he is told that a. he's late for his presentation, that he was expected a few minutes ago and that he must hurry to the studio, or b. he has plenty of time before his presentation, but he might as well head on over now. The only difference between the two conditions is the subtle manipulation of time pressure. The researchers are curious about how this manipulation of time will or will not affect behavior of this young man preparing for a lifetime of service. As each student walks alone from the preparation classroom to the presentation studio, he encounters a person slumped and coughing in an alleyway, obviously in need of help. Unknown to the student, this person is an accomplice of the experimenters. 
with no other people nearby, the seminarians are faced with a choice between helping a stranger in distress, as a good Samaritan should do, or passing him by to fulfill the obligation to give a speech about the importance of being a good Samaritan. Would the students in the late condition be as likely to help the stranger in distress as the students in the on-time condition? Doing the right thing for a seminarian ought to take precedence over saying the right thing, right? Not so. The majority of students who believed that they had plenty of time before their speech, those in the on-time condition, do stop to help. This behavior is consistent with their choice of vocation. People who have devoted their lives to helping others would be expected to help a stranger in distress. Remarkably, however, 90% of the students in the late condition fail to stop and help. They pass by the distressed person because they are headed in a future-oriented direction and their mindset is focused on not being late for the appointment. They go ahead to give the speech, despite the fact that all seminarians report in a post-study interview that they saw the person in distress. How do we explain this dramatic difference in likeliness to help? Because the only difference between the two groups was their relation to time. We are forced to conclude that the manipulation of time caused the difference in behavior. A simple, subtle manipulation of time caused good, well-intentioned people to put their immediate concerns ahead of the welfare of someone obviously in need of assistance. Many of the seminarians behaved in ways that they themselves would probably find contemptible. Darley and Batson's seminal research demonstrates that time perspective changes people's behavior. Now back to me, Anna. Darley and Batson's work shows how an individual relationship to time can influence important behaviors such as helping a stranger in distress. Now let's get back to us, to our lives. I want you to reflect on how you react when you are under negative stress. Observe yourself once, how you talk to someone else when you are stressed how your body language responses when you are stressed, or how empathic you are when you are under stress. And the second thing I want you to do is to be aware of this. That's all for this week, my dear listeners out there. I hope I gave you a nice topic to think about, and if you haven't listened to some other podcasts of mine yet, go and listen to one of my favorite ones, the one about the nine time management tips. If you like my thoughts I'm bringing out to you every week, maybe you would like to listen to my audiobook Have a Good Time, which you will find on www.thetimeexpert.ch. Enjoy! I wish you a lovely week filled with moments and <laughs> don't be too stressed. And hear you next week again. Bye.